Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God, presented from the Lighthouse Chapel International. This rich teaching provides clear and straightforward answers for everyone desiring to walk according to the Word of God. Reverend Samuel Sawyer is an anointed man of God with a special grace for teaching the Word of God and a unique passion for building people and positively transforming lives. He is currently the resident head pastor of the LCI Rose of Sharon Cathedral, Accra, Ghana. Enjoy some of the most comprehensive and down-to-earth teaching as taught in the Lighthouse Chapel International. You, instrumentalists, soloists, drama group, all of you, God bless you. Shake somebody's hands and say you are welcome. Today, by the grace of God, happens to be the first Sunday of September. And September is the ninth month. Tell somebody the ninth month. If you don't take care, you will not be able to say it. We'll say the ninth month. Hey! Look at someone say shibolet. Say shibolet. I was testing whether you are an Ephraimite. In the Bible, if you are not an Ephraimite, when they say shibolet, you say shibolet. Maria shakatakabrosokotonea. And as the ninth month is the month of giving birth, my prayer and my desire is that you give birth to every dream, every vision, everything that is born of God inside you. It shall come to fruition. It shall come to pass that whatever God has put inside you, the Bible says that a city that is set on a hill, it cannot be hidden. Neither that man lights a candle and put it under a candlestick but they put it on a table that it may shine so let your light shine that men will see and give glory to God somebody give a shout yes Maria Mama Shakatayanda started talking about what have you survived tell somebody what have you survived and we want to continue today that's the general theme like I told you last Sunday, I said today, I'll tell you about Jaffa's story. Jaffa's story of survival. Turn to some say, Jaffa's story. Jaffa's story of survival. Jaffa is a person in the Bible who is, interestingly, in the Old Testament and also in the New Testament. And when you read about him in the New Testament, which we will do very quickly, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32. If you can turn your Bibles, they're going to just read about three passages today. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 32. And then we're also going to read Judges chapter 11 very fast because there are 40 verses in Judges chapter 11. We will not read all of it, but enough to give us the story of Japhtha. Amen. A little bit of it continues in Judges chapter 12. We also look at it. But first of all, Hebrews chapter 11. And listen very carefully as we talk about what have you survived and as we zero in on Japhtha. I want you to know that begin to see how your life can 
emulate, copy, resemble Jephthah. Why do I say that? Because the Bible says, Eric, these things happen to us for example. Meaning that everything that has gone on in the word of God, it is for an example. You are supposed to learn from it. So when you read the Bible, you should see yourself somewhere inside. Either you are at the beginning of somebody's story or you are in the middle of somebody's story. But somewhere, you are inside. And as you see what some people did and how they overcame, how they survived. One of my favorite verses is John chapter 16 verse 33. It said, in this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. See how people overcame. See how people survived. See how people went through certain situations. And tell yourself that I can also survive every adversity and every situation that comes my way and I'll come out on top. Can I hear an amen? amen. Job chapter 8 verse 7 says, though your beginning is small, yet your latter end shall greatly increase. Tell somebody your beginning might be small. But your latter end it shall greatly increase. I'm talking to you about survival. Amen. Tell somebody survival. And when we say survival, we are not just talking about surviving but coming out on top. Coming out what? On top. So we're going to read these few scriptures. Please keep your finger at Hebrews chapter 11 verse 32. Don't go anywhere. Just stay there. Hebrews 11 verse 32. Just don't go anywhere because the time is so short. I want to be very straight. But listen to me. Sometimes in the Bible we see different characters being mentioned. And some of the characters are not pleasant. Just like in a normal life, sometimes we hear of people and we are not happy. Isn't it so? Yeah. I remember about two, three years ago, there was a certain man from Uruguay. Is there a country like Uruguay? How do some people also pronounce it? What? Ah, whatever your pronunciation. It's all a guy. Hey! There was a gentleman in that country. I've forgotten his name. Suarez. Hey! If he had made a mistake and he had said he wanted to spend his summer holiday in Ghana. What a shock. At the airport... I don't think they would have allowed him out of the plane. Why? Because Ghana played a match against Uruguay. And just as we are about to score a decisive goal that would have taken Ghana for the first time in the history of black Africa to the semi-finals of World Cup. This Suarez gentleman he turned himself into public enemy number one and went to stand in the goalpost, not a goalkeeper, and then he caught the ball. Maybe Suarez became an unpopular person in Ghana. So in the Bible, we also have people who are unpopular. 
and a lot of time we see those people and then we do not want to be like them. An unpopular person in the Bible, for example, is Judas. Nobody wants to be like Judas. Nobody names his child Judas. Another unpopular person is what? Jezebel. How many of you went to school with a girl called Jezebel? I don't think so. I remember I had a friend called Delilah. She was Delilah. But at a point in time, she said no. She went to the register, generals, swore an affidavit, and said, from now, my name is no more Delilah. My name shall be called Delai. All former documents on change or whatever. Listen, why am I saying some of these things? We also have people in the Bible who stand out. Who do what? They stand out for proper things. They stand out for valor, bravery. They stand out as heroes. Someone say hero. Someone say zero to hero. They stand out as on top. They make a list or they make the list. I've been blessed as I've going, as I'm going through school. I always made a certain list. I have never found my name on a failure list in school before. That's one of my problems. Yeah, that's a major problem. So I don't know what it means to fail academically. Anyway, that's by the way. Listen very carefully. In the Bible, there is a chapter. In that chapter, it are people who made it. And they made it on a certain list. That list is called the list of faith. Or the honest list of faith. Everybody say honest list of faith. Honest. Honest means that, not honest, but honest. Meaning that you have been elevated. Why am I saying all this? My prayer and my belief as a pastor is that you will find yourself on the honest list in everything that you do. Somebody say amen. amen. One such person was a man called Japheth. And we find him in the 32nd verse of Hebrews chapter 11. Of you others say amen. That whole chapter talks about people who made it. Are you understanding what I'm saying? It talks about people who did what? They made it. And the reason why I'm saying this is that I want you to see yourself as somebody who will make it. Oh, I can't hear an amen. I want you to acknowledge yourself as one of the people who will make it in this world. Listen to me very carefully. In this world, there's nobody who was born to fail. Now, God gives everybody, Romans chapter 12 verse 3, Bible says, according as God has given unto every man a measure of faith. So God has given everybody something. Tell someone God has given you something. In Matthew 25 verse 14, the Bible says, the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling into a far country who called unto him his servants and delivered unto them his goods. Tell somebody, some goods have been delivered unto you. That's how the kingdom of heaven is like. Are you getting what I'm saying? The problem is that there are people, as soon as they encounter any setback or any 
Siniazo. A siniazo means uncontrollable. Uncontrollable problem. Something that you couldn't handle. Your boyfriend left you or something. You were doing everything but he left you. As soon as they encounter some problem or some tribulation. Thlipis. Look as I say Thlipis. I know you can't pronounce it but it doesn't matter. There's another Greek word you should put in your mind. As soon as they encounter some problem now they say and hear ye. And hear ye. Media. How do you say destiny? Miss years ago, I met an Indian man. As soon as I met him, he said, I want to, you know the Indian, the way they speak? Why don't you see that Indian who wants to speak to you? You have to be written very well because he ought to be speaking in a way like as if he's rolling his mouth on his tongue. And when he saw me, I was just coming out from a supermarket. And he said, Hello, sir, I want to look at you and I want to talk to you and I want to advise you. Ah, can I be reading your palm? Then he took my palm. Say, hey, you want to read my palm? The Indian man started looking at me and he said, Well, I'm looking at you. I'm thinking that you have many, many learning stress on your life. I said to myself, you don't know me. Everybody has stress on his life. <laughs> but you know, this man, look at something, when I'm looking at you, I'm really thinking that you are having a lot of stress in your life. Maria shakata What he didn't know was that I am aware that there are problems in this world. And a lot of people are not aware that there are problems in this world. I'm telling you the story of Japheth. We are taking some lessons from Japheth so that you will see how Japheth came from a terrible situation to become one of the renowned judges of Israel. Can somebody say amen? In Judges chapter 12 verse 7, the Bible says, And Japheth ruled or he judged Israel for six years and he died. But you may think that he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. I beg to differ. I said I beg to differ. Please can I have Hebrews chapter 11 verse 32 in your Bible? Open very quickly and then we'll read. Just about to end. Share with you just one or two points and then we'll get out of here. Maria Shiketike Somebody say Jafter's story. Jafter's story of survival. Ah, I can't hear you. Say Jafter's story of survival. You, you, can, you cannot pronounce Jafter. Just say Jaff. Say Ojafu. Jafu. Say Jafu. <laughs> say Jafter's story of survival. Now put your own name there and say Samuel's story of survival. Hey! Tell the next person, say, my story of survival. After this sermon, you'll never be the same again. After this sermon, you will have such a desire to do well, but that you will surprise yourself. That you will not recognize yourself. In fact, after this sermon, when you go and look in the mirror, you say, hey! Because you see a different person. Can I hear an amen? 
The writer of Hebrews in verse 32 he said what more shall I say or shall I tell you? Hey! Look at someone say now one tell you one now. What more shall I say? When anybody say what more shall I say, it means he has said a lot. Your pastor has preached a lot. You have heard sermons, homecoming, this, radio, TV. What more shall we say? God has spoken to you. Has God not spoken to you? Even if you think God has not spoken to you, he has written a letter to you. Everybody sitting here, God has written you a letter. Everybody sitting here. Before my wife got born again, she had a song that she liked. Do you know the title of the song? Hey! Hey! Tell somebody, that is what God is telling you that he has written a letter for you that letter is the word of God I said that letter is the word of God and it's up to you to read it and believe it and as you read it and as you believe it you realize that you cannot fail in this world you realize that if there is a problem or if there is a situation it is only a temporal situation. What more shall I tell you? I can close. Because I'm sure you are remembering all the things God has told you. Unless God has not spoken to you before. But if God is your friend, he will speak with you. He will speak to you through the pastor. He will speak to you through a preaching. He will speak to you as you, do, as you read your word in the morning. As you do your quiet time. And then it says, for time will fill me. And it said, big bet. Tell somebody big bet. Oi. Time will fail me to tell you of. Then he mentions the names of four judges and then two prophets. He talks about, not in any particular order, he talks about Gideon. Time will fail me to tell you of Gideon. He talks about Barak. He talks about another prophet called Samson. Everybody knows Samson that he loved women. But he found his name in the hall of fame. You may love women. But may you find your name in the hall of fame. Someone say amen. Pastor now I'm a license. I didn't give you a license. If you listen carefully to the rest of the sermon, you will know that no, this is not a license to mess up. And then the Bible also talks of a man called Japheth. Amen. And of David and Samuel and of the prophets. Listen very carefully. Meaning that if we were going to talk about these people, we will not even have time. Meaning we would not have time. And that is how your story is going to be. A time is coming when your story of success, when they start relating it, it will go on and on from victory unto victory. From 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 light to light, 
from, from faith to faith, grace for grace, your light will become brighter and 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 brighter. And the Bible talks about some of the things that they did in verse 33. Bible says, are you in verse 33? I'm, I'm not in a hurry, please. Just five minutes and then I'll close the service. We'll continue next week. The Bible says, who through faith, they subdued kingdoms. They wrought righteousness. They obtained promises. They stopped the mouths of lions. But I like the next verse. The next verse says that they quench the fire of what? Oh, the violence of fire. Fire can be a helpful something or it can be a destructive something. They quench the violence of fire. They escape the edge of the sword. May you escape the edge of the sword. The violence of fire is talking about natural things. Someone say natural. And then the sword is talking about something that was man-made. May every weapon that is fashioned against you may be destroyed in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, and underline the next sentence, or the last phrase, it says, out of weakness, we're made strong. From today, may every weakness turn into a strength. Somebody say, Amen. May every weakness, may it turn into a strength in the name of Jesus. Church of God. As we look at Japheth, and we see him described so nicely as somebody who quenched the violence of fire, as somebody who stopped the mouth of a lion, as somebody who obtained promises, as somebody who lived a righteous life, as somebody who out of weakness was made strong, you may easily begin to think that he was born with a silver spoon in his mouth. You may easily begin to think that, oh, as for him, that when he started, everything was okay. They say that an international 419 guy he met and he fell in love with another international woman thief. You know, recently there's a woman thief that has been moving in Accra. Who has heard of that woman thief? At least one person, two people. Her speciality is weddings. She arrives at the wedding and pretends to be one of the stylists or one of the people coming to... to, to, to to do what? Makeup, or she's part of the family. And then she'll go and position herself at the gift table. By the time you realize, before you can say, Jack, where are you? She has guarded your presence and she's in another car all the way to Atwabo. And she did it somewhere. She ran away. And the next two weeks also, she went to another wedding in Dansuma. So this woman met this international 419 guy. And then they married. And then they had a child. According to stories, when the midwife finished delivering the baby, they realized that the baby's hand was tight like that. When they came to open her hand, do you know what was there? The midwife's wedding ring. Right at birth, 
she had also started manifesting. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, we are looking at Japhtha. Someone say Japhtha. He was not born with a silver spoon in his mouth. He was not born into a Baye family. Judges chapter 11 will give us an idea of where Japhtha came from. And we will read Judges chapter 11, read a few verses, and then we'll close for today. I'll give you two points, and then we'll close for today. Church, are you here? Are you sure? Judges chapter 11. Somebody say preach, pastor. Tell somebody I'm going to survive. I'm going to come through. Tell somebody I will continue to exist after every trouble. Tell somebody I'm more than James Bond. Tell the person I'm, I'm more than Clint Eastwood. Tell the person I'm, I'm, I'm more than Blowman. Tell the person I'll survive. Every situation that life throws at me, I will go through. I will not give up. Look at Japhtha. Verse 1 of Judges 11. It says, now Japhtha, everybody listen very carefully. I just have a few minutes and then we'll move into something else. Time will fail me to share all my sermon with you. So just bear with me. Five, ten minutes and then we'll be out of here into another something. Japhtha, the Gilead, was a mighty man of Vela. Everybody say mighty man of Vela. Mighty man of Vela. Let us learn to refer to each other with proper names. Let us call people by nicer names. Look at the nearest man and tell him, man of God, how are you? Look at the nearest lady and say, holy girl, how are you? Oi! And he was the son of a harlot. His father was called Gilead. I remember many years ago, 1985, thereabouts, a certain burger went for a girlfriend on Legon campus. The girl was called Caro. Not knowing that this girl also had another boyfriend in Medina. This is a true story. So one day this burger came and wanted to see Caro. When he went to Caro's room, what, could, what did he see? That his Medina boyfriend was there. Then he said, Hey, babe, Caro, are you a harrot? <laughs> Gilead's mother was a harlot. In other words, she was not correct. Verse 2. And Gilead's wife bear him sons. Ashes, can you make sure that we are all settled? Too many movements. 
And Gilead's wife bare him sons. And his wife's sons, they grew up. And they trust Japheth and said unto him, You shall not inherit our father's house, for you are the son of a strange woman. That word strange woman actually describes a stranger. Meaning she was not from Gilead. Bible scholars say she might have been from Cana. That is another place. Sometimes when you are a foreigner in a particular place, you, feel, you can feel very uncomfortable. I have been a foreigner in different countries and it's not easy. I remember once I was in a country, I was in a trotro, and where I was sitting, everybody was speaking a language I could not understand. In the futa, in the and then in the pata, they said, hey, at a point I was with somebody and he too, he would not explain what they were saying. And they were pointing in my direction. Nafuta, Napita. Look as I say, Nafusha, Napita. At a point, I, I, I asked my, my friend, from here to where we are going, is it far? Before he could even say, it's not far, I said, let's get down now. I just told the truck, now, 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 I just got out. It's not easy. When you are in a place where everybody is somebody that is from another tribe. And there are some tribes like that. When you are around them, you cannot hear anything. As soon as you are around them, you realize that everything changes. The meter band changes. Who knows a tribe like that? If you sit, if you stand in the trotro line and one of them happens to be in front of you. Hi. Hey. I haven't mentioned any tribal. Let me use my own tribe. That's your accent, and they just themselves there. Hey! So that was the story of Japheth. The mother came from another place. Verse 3. Are you in verse 3? Judges chapter 11, very quickly. Then Japheth fled from his brethren and dwelt in the land of Tob and there gathered vain men to Japheth. Everybody read verse 3 very quickly and then we'll close. Verse 3. Then Japheth fled from his brethren and dwelt in the land of Tob. And there were gathered vain men to Japheth and went out with him. Amen. Verse 4. It came to pass that the children of Ammon made war against Israel. Everybody say the children of Ammon. So there was a fight against Israel. And in the fight, do you know what happened? They went for Japheth. Verse 5. And it was so that when the children of Ammon made war against Israel, the elders of Gilead went to fetch Japheth out of the land of Tob. And they said unto Japheth, Come and be our captain, that we may fight with the children of Ammon. Verse 7. And Japheth said unto the elders of Gilead, Did you not hate me? Ask somebody, has somebody hated you before? What was the response? Did you not hate me? And expel me out of your father's house, out of my father's house. And why are you now come unto me when you are in distress? And the elders of Gilead said unto Japheth, Look at verse 9. Japheth said unto the elders of Gilead, If you bring me home again to fight against the children of Ammon, and the Lord deliver them before you, shall I be your head? Tell somebody in negotiations. 
and the elders, verse 10 of Gilead, said unto Japheth, The Lord be witness between us, if we do not so according to your words. Then Japheth went with the elders of Gilead, and the people made him head and captain over them. And Japheth uttered all his words before the Lord. May you utter all your words before the Lord. May you learn to pray when you are in trouble. The next verses are too many. He began to make negotiations, negotiations. Eventually, he went to fight. And then he defeated the children of Ammon. Listen very carefully. I want to go forward and then we'll close. He defeated the children of Ammon. And then something happened. Tell somebody something happened. He decided to vow a vow. It was a mistake. The Bible doesn't hide the mistake of the heroes. And I'm saying this because I'll tell you something. Verse 30. And Japheth vowed a vow unto the Lord and said... If thou shalt deliver the children of Ammon into my hands, verse 31, it shall be that whatsoever cometh forth of the doors of my house to meet me, when I return in peace from the children of Ammon, shall surely be the Lord's, and I will offer it unto the Lord for a burnt offering. Judges chapter 12, verse 1. Wow. Judges chapter 12, verse 1. If you are there, say amen. And the men of Ephraim gathered themselves together. I know you don't like reading Bible verses, but I'm training you to like Bible. And the children, the men of Ephraim, gathered themselves together and went northward and said unto Japheth, or Japheth, Wherefore passest thou over to fight against the children of Ammon? And you did not call us to go with you. We will burn down your house with fire. Brothers and sisters, I want to just tell you how Japheth overcame and how he eventually began to rule Israel. His background was not good. Ask somebody, is your background good? No matter what he said, I want to tell you, everybody has something in his background that's not good. When you see people who have succeeded, you see people who are multi-millionaires, big-time pastors, businessmen, whatever, you may think that, oh, as for these people, they have some different story. Their story is no different from you and I. The only thing is that they did not allow their past to overcome them. So number one, leave your past in the past. I said do what? Leave your past in the past. Japheth had a terrible past. But listen very carefully. You will notice that in Judges chapter 11 verse 1, verse 2, verse 3, all that we hear was that he was a valiant man. All that we hear was that he was a son of a harlot. Bad news. All that we hear was that his wife, Gilead's wife's children, they got up and they threw him out. All that we hear is that they said, you are the son of a strange woman. They were the people saying it. All that you hear is that they said, you shall not share our inheritance with you. Jephthah could have complained that me, I have been rejected by my father, by my family. Shafter would have complained and always spoken about his negative past. You hear people, they're always speaking about their negative past. 
You hear people, they're always talking about me, they're me fear, yeah, baby, I'm me fear by an old thing. You hear people always talking about how their father did not look after them. How many of you heard it before? Some people say, my father didn't look after me. Ah, I never knew my father. In fact, up to today, I don't even know my father. I've always spoken to my mother to tell me where my father is. But anytime I tell my mother to tell me where my father is, she frowns her face and she says, I shouldn't mention that topic again. But do you know something? We don't hear Jaftar talking about it at all. It was almost as if it wasn't a problem. In fact, you don't even hear his father's voice. Some of you, your father is silent. Your father is not involved when it comes to choosing a school. He's not involved when it comes to paying school fees. He's not involved. Even he, he's not involved in anything in your life. And you too, you have made it an excuse. Yeah, that's my father. Yeah, I don't mind that man. That's my father. I remember some boy, he was 11 years old. And then he was misbehaving. And then they told him that, stop, stop. When your father comes, he will say, then say, me papa. Tell somebody, me papa. Ah. As far as he was concerned, his father had no clouts. No say. And some of us, our fathers had no say. Our mother was the one doing everything. That was after. Mama, ba. even that one cry, the mother was a problem. But listen very carefully. He overcame that past. He didn't allow the fact that he didn't have an inheritance to hold him. You are sitting there, you are waiting for your father to die before you do anything with your life. He never waited for his father to die. He never waited. He didn't say Wafa If you read the story well, the Bible says he was a valiant man. Listen very carefully. Number one, leave your past in the past. Don't let it become an issue. Don't let it become an excuse for failure. And I'm speaking to somebody here, I know. You have spoken too much about how things did not start well with you. You have spoken too much about how your father is not working. You have spoken too much about how your father died early. My pastor was saying something. He told me, he said once he was in his office and two old men came to his office. And then they, 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 one old man tapped the other and said, Sofo, I brought this my friend. Oh, here he needs help. Where this is the two. Oh, you only papa And my pastor was saying, Ah, assist the two, your father and your mother, they should be dead. I mean, I'm not wishing it on you, but assist the two. Only catch up the only boy for be a ne papa ni ni mami ewu. There are people who can make excuses, and they stay in the past, and they always complain about if only, if only, if only, if I oh 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 ah. Nelanka bibi nelanka me share with papa nelanka man fino eh. Let me show Papa na maso maso Muhammad na she Barbara bo oh oh Papa you look at oh Papa ah me kaipa na mnya ba nineteen na dem Papa ibai oso bo wa na ma Miss Debbie na ifu Papa ibai 
come. And you're always talking about something that happened long ago. Something that happened long ago. And you are spending your energy. Let me, let me, let me tell you something that will help you. Jafta decided to use. And number two, I'll just give you number two. Can I give you number two a close? Number two, he turned weakness into strength. Tell somebody, turn weakness into strength. Ah, turn weakness into strength. The Bible says, out of weakness, they were made strong. Do you know what Jephthah decided to do? When they sacked him, he realized that he has some small hewale. So he decided to go and learn kickboxing. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says he was a valiant warrior. So he decided to go and do what? Build himself up. And I'm speaking to somebody here. Instead of complaining, begin to build yourself up. Begin to do what? Build yourself. Learn some skill. He decided to go and learn a skill. In this particular case, he learned the skills of fighting. I say he learned the skills of what? Fighting. He became a valiant warrior. Judges chapter 11 verse 1. The Bible says that Japheth was a valiant warrior. He trained himself. He invested in himself. He didn't waste his opportunities. He recognized opportunities that if had been rejected, the Bible says he came unto his own and his own received him not. If I've been rejected, what do I do? Should I go and smoke Indian hemp? Should I go and drink myself to death? I can do something better. Tell somebody, I can do something better. I can do something better with my life. What did he do? He went to organize himself. And the part I like best, and this part is for you. Tell someone, this part is for you. In verse 3 of Judges 11, the Bible says, And there were gathered unto him vain men. Vain men. Everybody say vain. Vain. Jephthah fled from his brethren. It was a strategic move. I'll talk about it next week. But this one I'm talking about is that turn your weakness into strength. When he could not stay in his father's house again and he had to become a refugee or he had to move out, do you know what he did? He recognized that he had some skills. He decided to put it into use. What did he do? He organized an army. I see you organizing an army in the name of Jesus. I see you collecting some people that people have written off. And I see you making an investment in their life. I see you telling them that, hey, there's hope. Because that's what he did. The Bible says, when he fled from his brethren, sometimes you are, you are looking at your uncle, but maybe there is a friend next door who can be a better help. Why have you removed the verse that I'm reading? Japheth fled from his brethren and dwelt in the land of Tob. And there were gathered vain men to Japheth. I'm closing, but I want you to get it. There were what? Gathered vain men. Everybody say vain. Vain means useless. Everybody say useless. Vain means unworthy. Everybody say unworthy. 
They were gathered vain men unto him. And what did they do? The Bible says, and they went out with him. In other words, they became his followers. To cut a long story short, listen very carefully. These vain people that were gathered unto Jephthah were the same people that the elders of Gilead became to seek for help. I don't know what resources you have now. I don't know the group you are dealing with now. But listen very carefully. When there was a war against Israel, the same Gileads, when they look around, they realize that there was nobody to fight for them. And then they remembered that there was somebody that they had sacked some time ago. They had heard of his exploits. Japhtha. We hear that Japhtha now has an army. And when they look around, they realize that the only army capable of helping them was Japhtha's army. Is somebody listening to me? The same Japhtha that had been thrown away, he had not just gone to complain, he had gone to develop himself to the point that he had now done what? Built an army. Brothers and sisters, when we say go and start an AOFM, Area Outreach Fellowship Ministry, you will say, oh, me, I don't have any anointing. Me, I don't have any verse. I remember when I knew only three verses. I, I knew three, 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 three verses. I remember. But God will use you at every stage of your life. I say God will use you at every stage of your life till you get to another stage. You don't have to wait till he has done something. What you are now, you can utilize. And you can improve upon it. Are you listening to me? Once they go and follow me, they say, me, I don't know anybody. Me, I'm shy. Me, I'm this. I don't know how to talk to people. You will be surprised to find that these the people, they are not coming. These same useless people, vain people, if you can have time, if you can have the patience, if you can have the foresight, if you can have what, it, what, what we call a burden to transform this group of people into a better people. If you can spend a little bit of your resources to invest first of all in yourself like Jafta did and then secondly in another person you will be surprised to find that these same people this same area outreach fellowship this same ministry, this same group they will be the people who will follow you, who will come and help you, who will be your support, who will be your family, who will be there for you, who will be the ones to help you in time of need. That was Jephthah's story. One man sacked stories around him. Stranger, Asha will be. But look at him. Because he did not sit and cry. By the rivers of Babylon, where we sang, and where we went, and we remember Zion. By the rivers of Babylon, where we 
That is bad. Acts chapter 14, verse 22. It says, Through much tribulation, we must enter into the kingdom of God. Begin to see trouble as an opportunity to enter into something better. If, as I stand here, the kingdom of God is Brother King. Brother King, can you stand up? The Bible says, if I want to enter into the kingdom of God, what I will see on the way is called trouble. But through it, through it, through it, a rejection from my family, a rejection, a name calling, an insult, through it, through it, through much tribulation, I must do what? I must do what? I must sit down and cry. I must sit down and sing by the rivers of Babel. I must go and smoke Indian help to forget about my problems. I must turn into a raster man. I must become a wasted and useless person through much tribulation. That was Jephthah's story. And I want it to be your story too. You can make it. I say you can make it. The Bible says there's a time for war and a time for peace. Anytime you are in a tough time, see it as a preparation time. Anytime you are in a hard time, you are broke, you are in trouble. Anytime things don't seem to be well, if you see it as a preparation time, a time to weep. Verse 4 of Ecclesiastes 11, 3. And a time to do what? To laugh. If it's a time of weeping now, it's a preparation time. There are things you have to do. Maybe it's a time to organize something. Stop thinking about yourself and invest in other people. Invest in other people. Call some vain people around. Call some people who need help. Call some people who need advice. Call some people who need solutions. Gather them around. That little thing that you have, you can also begin to invest it in them. One day, I say one day, one day, just like they went out with Jephthah. Just how the elders of Gilead came and called us. You are the only man who can help us one day. The stone that the builders rejected. It has become the head of the corner. One day. One day. If you don't give up. Your family that rejected you. That said that you will not amount to anything. One day. That same family will come to you. Because you did not waste your opportunities. Because you turn your weakness into strength. They will call you and they will say, we have seen that you have something 
some advice, something that we want. We need your help. Put your hands together. Stand to your feet as we close our service. Excuses. Pray for yourself for a moment. The words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O God. Let the words of We hope you have enjoyed this message. For copies of this message and other messages by Reverend Samuel Sawyer, please contact the following numbers 0243210323, If you are calling from outside Ghana, please begin with 00233 and email us at samsoya at yahoo.com. We invite you to visit us every Sunday morning at the LCI Rose of Sharon Cathedral, former Olympia Cinema, at 6.30 a.m., 8.30 a.m., and 10.30 a.m. Our youth and children's service also come on at 8.30 to 10.30 a.m. every Sunday. On Thursday evenings, we meet from 6 o'clock to 8 o'clock p.m. God bless you.